One of the biggest complaints I hear from photographers is that they are not booking enough clients or hardly any at all. Well, if you haven't already heard, the Boost Your Bookings Bootcamp event is coming up really soon. During this five-day virtual live event, I'm going to be sharing real strategies that lead to being a profitable photographer. Some of the strategies we will be covering include how to stand out in a saturated market, pricing mistakes you're probably making, and marketing myths you are believing, to name a few. What would more clients on your books mean to you? Our next virtual live five-day bootcamp is starting soon, and it's only $17 to join. You can go to brookjefferson.com bootcamp to get signed up. This small investment could be the difference between you staying in the same place and skyrocketing your business this year. Are you a photographer looking to build a five or six figure business that has both time and financial freedom? Maybe you're struggling to get clients on your books that don't know what to do to bring in your next lead. Maybe you're frustrated with social media because you see it working for other photographers, but you aren't seeing any results. Maybe you're an established photographer with a solid client base, but you're looking to go next level. The truth is that taking pretty pictures just isn't enough anymore. In order to build that dream career as a photographer that you had when you first got into this industry, it's going to take a toolkit of business skills, marketing strategies, and accountability. Hi, I'm Brooke Jefferson, a lifestyle photographer, marketing strategist, and business coach for photographers. Welcome to the Book More Clients Photography Podcast, where I share tried and true marketing strategies, interview other photographers and experts, and pull back the curtain on what it really takes to be the go-to photographer in your specialty. My goal is to help you turn your business both profitable and purposeful. If you're ready, let's jump on into today's show. Okay, guys, I am back with another exciting interview slash coaching session with one of my Blueprint students. Um, I'm really loving these, you guys. These have been such fun conversations, and I'm excited to chat with Katie today. Um, I'm going to let Katie introduce herself to you guys and tell us a little bit about her photography journey and what her photography business focuses on. So, Katie, take it away. Hey, guys. So, I got started with photography three years ago. Um, I've always been kind of entrepreneurial and I've done everything from every MLM that you could possibly think of. And yes, I was that girl who picked up a camera and was like, let's start a business without really knowing what I was getting myself into. But my mom backed me up every step of the way as did my husband, they were my hype people. And then a couple of years ago, I lost my mom. And it hit me that, you know, she had, she had pictures of everything. She had all these memories and it was so upsetting to me when my niece did not have any pictures with her at the funeral. So I think it was then that I realized like how important photography actually was um, because my kids had all these memories and I can teach them about my mom and going forward. And unfortunately, my niece won't have that. So I think that's when I really started getting serious because, you know, it just became a passion. Yeah. Wow. So we have two things in common right off the bat, which I'm sure is why I was one of those people that you felt connected to. But 
former network marketer right here. (laughs) I feel like a lot of people listening probably have done some form of network marketing or just flat out hate network marketers altogether. I totally get it. Uh, The way that they teach sales is just beyond me. So anyway, that's a cool connection we have there. The other thing would be that you and I connect uh, loss to photography and the importance of why pictures are so important and why I, you know, I'll never wish anybody to have to experience the things that we have. I do think that it plays a major role in how we serve our clients today and how we have such a unique perspective on both life and photography. So I'm glad that we're connected in other ways besides just being photographers. So I know that you have had great success with the Blueprint program. You are one of those that gets in, and I've mentioned you on a former podcast episode before, but you are a go-getter. You are an implementer, and you have shared so many amazing highlights and wins that you're actually what inspired these coaching sessions to begin with. And so I love that you are getting to be one of the first people to grab one of these coaching spots. So I would love for you to kind of paint the picture of what did your business look like before you found this program? And then what has your experience been like inside of the Blueprint program? Wow. Okay. Um, First off, I'm honored. (laughs) Second off, well, my business pre-broke to booked. Um, Well, there wasn't much of it. I had just moved from Fort Hood where I was okay. Like I was decently busy, but I was starting to realize that I could never make it full-time on what I was charging because I was working full-time and maybe making like, if I'm lucky, $700 a month. Right. And it just was not sustainable. I was jumping through hoops to answer every call and I wanted every client and I was just burning from both ends. I, I was exhausted. And then... I moved to Fort Riley where I was so excited to get like one $200 booking. And that was my big package. Okay. Um, And it then COVID hit and it really just came to a standstill. We were coming out of COVID and I joined broke to booked and within just the first few classes, I guess is what they are. Um, within the first few classes, I started implementing things and I started seeing bookings really regularly, not just bookings, but bookings at double, more than double what I was charging before. So I went from making, uh, like $8,000 last year um, well, the year prior, because, you know, COVID, yeah. um, to making $10,000 this quarter. And I'm like, my mind is blown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One thing too, and I'm going to stop you there. I know there's so much to share, but one thing too, that is really important that I think people need to understand is if you've caught, right, you're a military spouse mm-hmm. and how many kids do you have, Katie? I have six kids. <laughs> I have six kids, you guys. And the one of the biggest objections I hear is I don't know how to be a mom, a wife, and a 
you know, profitable business owner. And I know that is something that is very near and dear to you. That is a struggle you had. And I really want you to talk about that because I know that somebody on the other end is listening to our conversation right now and she is where you were. So paint that picture. Tell us about burnt out wife and mom. What did that look like and how did that change? Well, you know, I was so focused on trying to just grow this business and take every single client that my kids took a back seat and they even came before my husband. So my marriage was like non-existent. And if we're being honest, it was while we were on the verge of divorce because um, I just didn't have time for him at all. And that was maybe not eat, like it was like a year ago, yeah. you know, because I was just trying to like, well, if I can just get ahead, if I could just, you know, I know that once I get the ball rolling, that it'll be better. I'll get, I'll have bookings. I'll, you know, we'll be okay. The way I was doing it really wasn't sustainable. So working for an hour and you hear $160 or, you know, $200 for an hour. And you think that that's a lot of money, but the reality is after, you know, all your business expenses and your taxes and your travel and your editing, it's not, you're not making next to anything. And so I just, I mean, I just realized I was putting my family on the back burner, um, sacrificing my marriage for a business that I would never make money at the way that I was doing it. Ah, absolutely. I just know that you and I have had so many conversations about like, I just, I, I don't, I don't know what to do now, right? Like you went from zero to 60 so fast. Yes. Um, and, and that's truly like, I am so glad the program is there to do that to businesses. But I also wanted people to hear like, you're not going to just come in and get like a successful photography business. Like you're going to come in and get like a life change, you know, and it's hard to market that because it's different for everybody, but you by far have had the biggest life change that I know of. From well, yeah, for sure. And so I can't stress this enough. Like, <laughs> uh, and I know that you kind of hammer it into people to like, get like, definitely get your CRM in order <laughs> um, because when you start and you start implementing everything, I don't know, it may not be as fast as it was for me, but um, when you start implementing the things and things start getting rolling, um, you want workflows in place. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think that's one of the big rookie mistakes that people make is like, I don't need a client management system yet. I'm like, I'm only getting like two bookings a month, but I'm like, no, I think that now's, now's the best time to like get your stuff in order and like get the foundation of your business, go invest in an Irisworks or a honey book or whatever it is that makes you happy and get it in place. Because like you said, when you start implementing what I teach in the blueprint program, and you really have that business framework, the clients will come rolling. It may not be 30 days. Like for some people, it may not be 90 days, but within a few months, like they will roll in. And then I remember you just kind of freaking out going, I'm having all these bookings, like, and I don't know what to do. I can't manage anything else. Like I finally have that, uh, the business and the profit that I want, but I don't know how to manage these people. So that is a very good side tangent for those rookies. 
Um, you know, and I'm honestly, I'm still tweaking and, you know, manipulating it to fit my business model and my family. Um, because honestly, just the leads that roll in just roll in so rapidly at this point that I'm still trying to like find the best way. But if I did not have, you know, a system in place at all, I would have been, well, I mean, I was in a lot of trouble. I was dropping the ball and stuff, you know, um, wow. just because it, you, I had to adapt really quickly. Yeah, so. which I'm, again, so thankful for that. But yes, you learned firsthand how important a client management system is to have when you have all the clients start rolling in. So um, what have been some of your favorite takeaways, transformations, or wins so far that you've had in the program? And then we'll get on to some coaching questions. Well, I think, you know, the importance of having a website, that, that was one that was really big for me. I went from, I mean, I had a website, but I'm pretty sure it was like a little pixie set website. And I realized really quickly that I needed to brand myself. So I went through an entire brand change. I, you know, branded my Instagram made sure my website, I was cohesive across all of my platforms. So that was um, really great. Also, side note, like I absolutely loved the brand. I just loved the whole branding content. It, it was amazing. I think the bookkeeping portion is, again, one of my favorites. Um, I think it's so, so, so important um, pricing for profit. Obviously that is like huge because why do more work for less money? And like, I don't know. I just love all of it. I love that. <laughs> I'm like, okay, like business, you have to go join the broke to book program. Thank you. I love it. That's so sweet, but yeah, but so true. And I do have to say like all of those things you said that were your favorite, that's where we start you. So if you're thinking about joining the blueprint, that's where you're going to start. You're going to go through the branding and the client experience and making sure that you really are pricing for profit and then how to track all of that, right? So that you're not just throwing money out the door because while the client closet looks really shiny, if you're not profiting, you're going to have a really hard time making any money in your business. So you're like me, we nerd out over all those things. And that I like, I truly enjoyed creating the first half of the program. And I love that you didn't even say marketing while marketing's great and cool. You like went back to the basics of the things that actually matter, because if you're marketing without the foundation in place, you're not doing yourself any favors. So, okay. So, and honestly, once you start, once you just start the, the, foundation, right. And you start working on that client experience marketing takes care of itself because of word of mouth. Like people are so excited because they're working with you and you've crafted this amazing experience. Thank you, Brooke. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But then like, everybody's like, Oh my gosh, you have to work with, with Katie. And, um, it's just, it's been incredible. Like I think two or three people posted on a review page and all of a sudden, um, just my leads. Just, so I love it. 
so good. I'm so happy for you and your business. Um, you have definitely worked hard for it. And I love watching you implement the things that I am teaching because again, it's meant to serve you. I, you know, I didn't do it just to throw it out there and say, cool, this looks like a cool way to make some money. Like I truly wanted you guys to see the success that you're having. Um, what would you say to someone that maybe has been hearing about the blueprint? Maybe they've been listening to these interviews. Maybe they've seen us talk about it in the Facebook group and they're kind of just sitting on the fence. Like, is it really going to work for me? What makes the blueprint different? Um, what would you say to someone considering joining? Um, well, First of all, you know, let's get the price objection out of the way, right? <laughs> You're going to make that back quickly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so what I would say about the just experience is that it's all inclusive. You don't really need anything else for business. I mean, and then you get the amazing community. There's always the coaching questions. It's been an incredible experience and I just, I can't even, I can't even stress enough how much it will organize you and catapult your business in ways that like you never even imagined. So. Oh, love it. Yes. So good. Okay. Well, let's move on to the coaching portion because this is my way of saying thank you for your hard work for coming on the podcast. So do you have any specific questions um, about either your business or photography in general that you kind of want to chat out with me? I do. So my bookings are pretty insane right now which is a, a fantastic problem to have, but I would like to be, um, I'm even like stretching myself a little bit thin here because a, I don't like saying no. Um, <laughs> I have a real problem with it and B, um, I just, you know, I just am. So I'm thinking about raising my prices again, but I am really, really scared that I am, like all of a sudden, all of this hard work is just going to like vanish and <laughs> I'm never going to book another client again. <laughs> so what is your advice? When is it time to raise prices again? And maybe how do, how do I say, how do I say no? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay. So this is the perfect time. This, this is the situation you want to be in when you raise prices. You don't ever want to be in a season where you're like barely getting bookings to where you're like, I'm ready to just start making more money like this. This just I just need to make more money and have less clients. That's not the time to do it. The time to do it is right now when you are having this issue, when you are seeing that your in demand is going up. So I'm still going to apply a lot of my pricing advice that I would give you prior, but I'm going to speak to your season right now. So um, the first thing is whatever your lowest session price is. Now, how many session options do you typically give? Or do you have like, when people come to you, is there like a solid two packages they're booking the most? Is that true for you? So I only offer two packages. Okay. Um, offer, it's kind of a mini, but not really. Um, and then I offer my one hour, um, my one hour package. Um I'm seeing that I'm getting there. There really are booking about equally. Okay. Um, so I don't have really a bestseller. It, 
it's like some people want the mini for various reasons. Um, and some people just, I mean, it really is split about 50, 50. Okay. My next question to you before I give you my answer is how do you feel when people book the lower package? Do you feel resentment at all for that package? No, not so much. Okay. Uh, I, I really enjoy doing them and I know that I like having a price point where people who could maybe just like get their feet wet. I definitely don't offer everything that I offer in my bigger package. So you don't get access to the client closet. You don't get, you know, I mean, you could double your images, you know, for less than double the price. You know, there's a lot of perks okay. to going with package. I feel like it's just a different client. Okay. Um, okay. Here's what I think you should do. And this is like literally just going off my gut instinct. Okay. Um, and obviously off what I teach. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I'm not giving you any advice. I would never give anybody else. I'm just saying what I would do is I would take the price tag of your highest package, the full hour now give it to the mini and I don't have a heart attack on me. Okay. You're also, I know she's having a heart attack. You guys. Okay. The next thing I would do is I would then assign a higher price point to the, the higher package, but now both are going to get access to your client closet. There's still going to be reasons on why, like, and you have to go justify it. If your client was looking at that, is the perceived value still enough? And if you know in your heart of hearts that you feel dirty about that, that that's not worth the, if that session package isn't worth it, which I'm sure that it is, I've seen your work and I know, I know what you do with your clients, but if it's not, then you can lower it a little bit, but you, in order to raise your prices, you've got to slide the price, you know, people will pay down. But if you don't ever raise it, even enough, like even a $50 increments, not if that's not going to be enough for you in this season, it might be enough for a rookie, but it's not enough for you in this season. So you're definitely have to raise it. And I think the best thing to do is to bridge the gap and slide the price over and assign a new price to your highest package, open the client closet to both. And the only reason I say that is because you're going to attract that same clientele and you're going to quickly figure out who actually wants all of you and who wants just a little bit of you. But that way it's going to, it's definitely going to, you're going to have to say no a little bit more because they're going to have a price objection, but how many less of those now do you need? Do you see what I'm saying? Right. Okay. Yeah. I get it. Yep. So I know you're feeling you, uh, what you've done to yourself and this is, and I literally go through this myself. I will also be raising my prices again, right? I grow with you guys. You have now given yourself a glass ceiling. It's time to break it and go to the next one. Okay. And you have to do this. And what I'm going to do for you is you're going to take my advice. You're going to implement it because I know you and I'm going to bring you back on and you're going to tell us what happened. So document everything that happens from today <laughs> over the next 30 to 60 days. And then we're going to come back and we're going to have another chat about it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Is there anything else that you want to cover while you're here? No, that's it. Other than maybe, you know what? Just kidding. There is. Okay. <laughs> um, how do you, so I still fall into that trap where like, and I've branded and I've, I've niched out. Like I know what I love. I've even stopped making elopements because it no longer serves me in this season, which is crazy. Cause I was a wedding photographer yeah. a year yeah. um, and took a, a few families. Right. So, um, how do you, you know, when people are like, 
hey, Brooke, do you do headshots? How, like at first I want to say no, I say no. And then I'm like, well, you know what? I would hate to see my friend, my client, this person with a terrible picture because it will literally make, make me cringe when I'm scrolling across my feet. So I end up taking it. How do you, how do you say no? Okay. I love this question. And I think that this, this is just, this is so good. I literally answer this all the time. So number one, if they are a current client, meaning that they are paying your current prices. So let's say you photograph families and mom's got a business or dad's got a business. Okay. They're already paying you and they're one of your recent clients. They're not somebody you started with that 50 bucks five years ago, right? There's a difference. I want people to catch that. I will make an exception if it falls under my preferences. If they're looking for a complete studio shot that looks like it came from Walgreens or something, I'm out and I'm not doing it. Okay. Um, so there are very few times that I do serve my clients beyond my scope of services, but that is going to be very case by case. Okay. Now, the other thing is, I say no a lot and I don't have a problem with it. I just simply say, hey, girl, I love taking your family photos. Headshots gives me the heebie-jeebies. That is not for me. How about I look around for you and I get you a recommendation of somebody that I do trust that does specialize that. Your job is not to go hand them off to another family photographer that does headshots on the side. Go find a branding photographer or a studio that does offer that so they can go use them for one time what they need it for and they can walk out. That is how you say no. You say no with service. You give them while you're saying no. You're also saying, let me help you though. Let me get you connected with the right person. And that's it. That's all it takes. I love it. Okay. Yay. <laughs> I love that question. I, and guys, I know it's so hard to say no. And it's funny that you're like, I don't even take elopements. Well, let me tell you guys, if I did not practice what I preach, I have had over 25 wedding inquiries and we are just now in April for this year. Okay. I have said no to every single one of them because I have committed this year to being for my families and my seniors and my actual like legit children, right? Like that's it. And I knew that if I said yes to the wedding, I was going to eventually have to say no to something that I really like really lights me up. And, um, I get asked literally all the time. So I just want y'all to know, I have said no 25 times this year to something that normally I would have been jumping up and down because it's great money. I know it's good money, but I know that's not where my heart is. And that is when, you know, you found your place in this industry when you can legit say no. And I feel so good because I get to recommend them to two people that I get to, again, give them income for their businesses. And it just makes me feel so good knowing they're in the best hands possible. So hopefully that'll help you say no. <laughs> Definitely. No, I have to finish out the contracts I've already, cause right. you know, what super far out in advance. So I have several more this year that I actually have to finish and one next year. But after that, I have decided like, I am too in love with families and motherhood and making moms just feel all the warm and fuzzies that I just don't, I don't want. Yeah. I love that so much. So good. Okay. Where can people find you on social media so they can kind of follow along with your photography journey? Awesome. So Facebook, Katie Kelly memories, that is with a Y because my mom, you know, 
loved me so much. She wanted to make me unique. (laughs) And Instagram.com slash Katie Kelly memories. Yeah. I love it. Well, this is so fun. I know that you're going to get some followers just so they can keep up. And I bet they're going to see if you raise your prices because, you know, I'm going to be checking in on you about (laughs) that. So I know I'm probably going to post my investment guide like over in the blueprint. Yes, please do. I would love I would love to help you there so we can get more one on one and specific with those strategies. So, well, thank you again for coming on. This has been so fun. 